It's time for Talking Tauntauns! Your Star Wars source at AIPTcomics.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Tauntauns. I am Jim Lahane, and with me as always is Nicole Herview. Hello there. Hello. And with us, returning for another book chat, is Jendia Gammon, who also publishes and who was on the show last time as J. Diane Dotson. Hello. Welcome Hello. back. Great Welcome to be back. back. Thank yeah, you. We, t- we talked last year about this time of Shadow of the Sith. Yes. And we did not plan for the similarities in topics this time, but uh, um, yeah, another another dark side chat. Yeah, what does that say Very about us? <laughs> we have cookies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how are you doing, Jadia? Hot. It's roasting in LA. It's almost 100 degrees. But other than that, hanging in there, I've had a really big week of. A bunch of stuff kind of accidentally all coming out at the same time just kismet so that's really cool um short stories in anthologies and in magazines and and the full cover reveal for a book i've got coming out next month so things are on that level good i just need it to cool down about 20 degrees and i'll be able to breathe again and then write more efficiently when i'm not stewing in my own juice <laughs> you have a lot going on. Um, you do. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I know you posted on it social media that you're starting your own publishing company. Yes. So that is with my husband, who is also a science fiction author, British author, Gareth L. Powell. And we both... You know, I have kind of a, almost a family legacy related to storytelling and publishing. So it seemed rather fitting. And he's got a marketing background. We both come from this having both of us have self-published books and then moved into traditional publishing. So we have this broad spectrum of experience and know-how and true grit, for lack of a better explanation. We know what authors need. And, you know, we also are very much against the use of AI in cover art and in interior text. Mm -hmm. So we are very much wanting to be an an imprint that encompasses science fiction, fantasy, horror, mystery for adult, young adult, middle grade novels, novellas, novelettes, graphic novels over time. And we welcome, you know, Diverse voices and underrepresented voices, no AI for art, no AI for writing. We want to celebrate human inspiration, endeavors, and integrity. So we will announce. We've got all the logos. They're beautiful. We're going to announce, kind of dole things out, what the name of it is and everything when the website is fully finished. That's being worked on by my web guys right now. And, yeah, it's part of a production company that we have formed. Um and so that's going to be one piece of it is the publishing arm. We'll get into the rest another time, but we're going to focus on the book side first. So that's yep. what's going on here. And I know, um, I assume is still the case of uh, that you are not accepting uh, submissions or no, I, I don't know don't, how you would call it. Don't pitch us. Send us nothing. Pitches. No, nothing. Don't even, don't even talk about it. <laughs> it's like a fight club. Um, so like, yeah, but I do think that 
people in the Star Wars community are really going to love the name of the imprint. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's capturing science fiction and fantasy. Maybe it's not overtly horror in the image, but you'll, we can talk about that later. So, yeah, we'll it's have, cool. We'll have you back. Don't worry. So Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and um, by that time, I'll be up to my 87th um, submission idea. <laughs> Only 87? You're behind me. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I just once every few days. Like, here, how about this idea? No, no, no. Okay. No, not accepting ideas yet. <laughs> no, no. So, how are you doing, Nicole? I'm good. Um, on the job hunt. So mm. doing great. Doing awesome. Um, yeah. Did I mention what the hell was going on in my life? Like last episode? I don't even know. But I about three weeks think ago, it was too fresh. And so I, think it was. I, I didn't bring it up. Yeah, about three weeks ago, I got very unexpectedly laid off along with half of the team that I was on and many other people in my organization. So that was a little rough. So I am in between that phase of like taking a damn break and um, trying to find something else um, because the market's fun right now. Um, So while I'm doing that, I am drafting another book and watching a lot of Love It or List It. And that's my life. <laughs> Thank you. It's 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 always fun. I had this idea for a while and I was like, now's the opportunity. Let's get it out. Um, but also trying not to rush it. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the fun balance. So that's where I'm at. I'm in limbo in many things, but trying to make the most of it and also like rest. Because when, as adults, do we get to rest, like truly rest? Ever. So, exactly. So, I'm, you know, enjoying that I could sit and read this book for like four hours at a clip if I wanted to and just like <sighs> enjoy some, some good Star Wars content. Yes. And it, and it is. Mm-hmm. So, I, I um, if this suits your fancy we found a show on hgtv that we really really liked my wife and i oh no rock the block <laughs> oh i know of rock the block oh you yeah. know rock the block it, my it, mom it, loves it yeah it's it's uh it's my wife my wife and i we like the competition shows and home makeover shows and you put it together and then you throw in a new kid and um we're we're done we're done yeah <laughs> that's incredible how are you otherwise jim I'm doing all right. I did literally what you had said is I rested. Um, I, I, uh, all, all three of us, my family went down to visit my mom, and I did not bring any computers with me. Wow. I, Amazing. I, I'm clapping. No one can see it. I'm clapping. I, I, Golf clap. I, yeah, I, did, I literally told my both my jobs, no, not doing work. Did. And I'm bringing my computer, and we did... Almost nothing. We 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 went to my mom has a pool in in her house, and there's two pools in the uh, a community because like an adult community, and so my daughter's goals were to hit all the pools. So we hit all the pools, um, and then my wife and I got a uh, kayaking tour of the local um, down by Sarasota. We did a kayaking tour and um, checked out the 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 wildlife of what was out there uh had cormorants swimming around with us in the in the water um and then on our way back we met a pair of dolphins who swam around the boat um 
and even swam under my kayak while I was sitting there. Delightful. It was fun. I loved it. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's really busy at work. For some <laughs> reason, they keep giving me work. Yeah, I've heard that's a thing that happens. A concept. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I told him. I told my boss when I when I got the job because um, I'm a basically on demand employee. I, I, I'm not part time, full time. I'm on demand. What they, um, if they have work for me, they'll give work to me. And I mm-hmm. told him like generally I like between ten and twenty hours a week because I have a lot of things that I also do. Um, I worked forty six hours like last two weeks Whoa. ago. <sighs> That's a lot. Play. Yeah, and he's like, "How how's how's that work life balance going?" And I'm like, "A little heavy on the work at the moment." <laughs> yeah. I, I have a problem. I don't say no. Yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> I have people like that in my life who are very close to me, whom I love dearly. And yeah, I'm the one who I, I, I've perfected the no. So <laughs> I hear you. It's uh, it's fun. All right. But why don't we, why don't we go on to our, our topic of the day? Built a thousand generations ago to keep these the original Jedi texts. So today we are going to be talking Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade by multiple Star Wars author Delilah S. Dawson. Uh, just came out at the end of July. So mm-hmm. fairly new, fairly recent book. Um, and it focuses on one specific Inquisitor. Um, I don't don't remember her full name off the top of my head. Do you guys remember it? It's Iscat, yeah, and it's, it's an ah. Oh man, you got to be kidding me! Acarus, Iscat Acarus. Is it Iscat Acarus? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, who ends up being? Spoiler the, alert. Spoiler. Okay, but as we go into this book, I'm literally going to start off the book spoil with a spoiler the whole alert book. because. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's, it's, she's an inquisitor. She ends up becoming an inquisitor um, by the end of the book. Even so. <laughs> uh, she ends up becoming the 13th sister. And have you guys, do you guys know where she's from? What, the, the planet? Oh, where, like where we've seen the 13th sister before? Mm-hmm. Oh. I was thinking about it and no, I do not remember. I can't remember either. Okay, did you guys, either of you, she's only been in one other thing before. I, I had to look it up because... Uh, I literally spoiled the end of the book um, because I <laughs> needed to know where she was from. And the first thing that pops up, um, spoiler again, is when she died. Um, but um, she's in one other thing, and it was the Darth Vader comics. The, okay. the second. Oh. So she's in issues 19 and 20 of the, huh. the second uh, volume of Darth Vader comics, the ones by Charles Soule. Yeah. Okay. And um, I reread them just like an hour ago to see because I'm like, this seems very familiar. A hundred percent of the epilogue is these comics. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, that's probably why this seems familiar. Yeah. Yeah, like the the epilogue felt weird in the book. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense in terms of context. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it, it like it, it, the the epilogue felt weird, but the epilogue was almost dialogue matched to the comics. Yeah, 
and like action match. Like she literally just rewrote the comics. Yeah, it's, it's very visually written. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel in a very different style. I kind of chalked it up to time and her being in a different mental place, but that makes more sense. Yeah. That that adds a lot more context to it. Yes. But we'll come to that I think when we get back to there, but um I, w- I want to start off with literally the first thing that we get. So um, both of you s- started with the audiobook, and we-, we were talking before the show, started with the audiobook, but it was going too slow, um, which I've commented on before. I can either do the audiobook or the reading. I can't do, I can't do both at the same time because mm-hmm. it's the same problem. I-, I read faster than they talk, but I... I did the audiobook. I did 100% the audiobook, but you guys switched to the text. But you got the same beginning I did. I don't even know if that's in the text version of the the warning. Um, yes. Before mm-hmm. the book, it's in there. the 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 mm-hmm. um, puts the, puts this book at a heavy note right right off the get go. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was incredibly um, important and well expressed. And definitely appreciated for me, just like to kind of understand that the weight that that had. I really, I appreciated how much attention it was given and not just a line, but a full like page and a half of explanation and attention, which I, yeah, I I found very uh, important. Yes. So for for those who don't know uh the it's basically a trigger warning at the beginning of the book that a character in the book takes their own life and i think uh the author delilah really did it well like Mm -hmm. she she even she tied it to her own circumstances and it kind of i don't want to say set the tone for the book but kind of get like 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 she she did it like I, well, I, I don't know how to how best to, to say it. It was empathetic. You know, it was, you know. And then it, the message at the end of the book that she says, too, is very, is very good. It's so, kind of like a reminder of like, you know. So it, yeah. But moving on from that, we are starting off the book. Almost the entirety of the book is, has nothing to do with... Um, is Kat as a an inquisitor. She's a Jedi for almost the entirety of the book during yeah. the Clone Wars. So her first assignment uh, takes place um, immediately before Geonosis. I was going to say Genesis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a different planet. Not, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so immediately before uh, Geonosis when um, she's... I, I like the... Um, the alluding to even past events of her life. Like they kept alluding to the tower falling mm-hmm. or the incident. So what are you, what are your guys' thoughts? Kind of how, like how, how the story kind of like started. I had a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yes, yeah, <same>. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I think that there were a lot of red flags, red blade flags um, that went up throughout you know i i knew something bad had to have happened to her mother because of the way the jedi just circled the wagons and shut down any avenue for her to learn the truth so it had to be bad 
it had to be traumatic. And so I knew that was coming even, even without like the statement, right. Without the content warning, you could tell it's building to this moment. And I, you know, it was, Dawson did a terrific job. Narrator did a great job when I was with the audiobook for a decent chunk of it, you know, until I ran out of time, um, was beautifully done. Great production value effects and stuff like that. And, and she really added that emotion to Dawson's text. So that was masterfully done, but I really, it was interesting because, you know, having the message of we, we know the whole story with Anakin falling and his disapproval of how the Jedi handled attachment and all this other stuff. And, you know, the argument can obviously be made many times that uh, the Jedi are deeply flawed as a group and their views are, and it quite literally talks about being in a box, you know, in the book, you know, they're very boxed in, they're very wooden, they're just not willing to compromise. And that leads, of course, to their downfall. So that was nicely covered. You could see the slide happening, you know, in real time almost. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think the writing was on the wall of that ship that her and Sember were on in like chapter one. You know, like you could kind of see that this this person was not getting any sort of empathy. And I think we've seen a lot of, you know, in the stories you've seen specifically about Vader, we had him with a very empathetic, very loving master. And yet this still happened, right? right? But what happens if your master seems to not really care about you very much as a human being at all? Oops, not yeah. a human being, but a human, like a person, right? And what if you have no idea what your origins are and no one will tell you? Like, anything you have no one you are isolated and you're just read platitudes over and over and over again and then there's death all around you and it's just the same lines and it's like is anyone feeling anything any uh, uh, mm. the feeling of isolation was so obvious so quickly and i attached myself to iscat so quick because i was like it's just want you to feel appreciated at all like like anyone cares about you and it was such a a story that to me mirrored vader in a lot of ways but also was like what if we just had like the opposite circumstances because anakin is very cared for in many ways yeah and he had me you know from for a while you know it was better mm -hmm. than nothing you know mm-hmm well, it's, I, I, I did catch there. You're right. There's huge parallels between her and Anakin. Um, and I found I found it interesting that I kind of caught some of them at the very end of the book when she was talking about how she was with a master who didn't want her. Basically, she was her master was forced to take her because of a promise, mm. which is literally what happened to Anakin and Obi-Wan is yeah. Obi-Wan was forced to take Anakin. Like, yes, Obi-Wan was fantastic. But you go back to the beginning, he was forced to take Anakin because of a promise, and it's exactly the same. Yeah. And you wonder... That's a very good point. What does that do to a psyche? Like, a Anakin had to have known that Obi-Wan didn't choose him like everybody else gets chosen. Right. Mm. Mm. That's uh, a very interesting road to good. go down. Mm. 
the garden is rotten, you know, like. Yeah. So. It's tragic. Yeah. To feel like you're only taken out of obligation and not you. Right. It's rejection. It's duty. It's not care. You know, there's, I don't Mm. know. Especially when everybody else around you, you were told, is chosen because there's a connection. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. It's sad. It's 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 tragic. It, the complete oversight of how that affects a person developing, you know, I don't know, disturbing. It's it's a form of negligence that's inexcusable given the tenets that they're supposed to hold. It's yeah. unnatural, and yet they talk about being one with the force and that being natural. But it's unnatural not to have that sense of nurturing, you know. Like they set their own trap, you know, and it's you know. You see people broken by it. It's the whole the whole book. Like Nicole, before you started, you said it was a dark side book, and I said it's not a dark side book. It's like it, 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 it basically the reality of the Jedi, and it's the whole reality of the Jedi is that they're a broken order, and you see it in mm-hmm. this book very well. Like um, I don't think we've said it yet on air, but like I know I know you guys said that you liked the book. Like I like Delilah does absolutely fantastic work setting up where we are and what is the problem because through the entire book you're rooting for Iscat because like and her she's again like essentially against the Jedi the Jedi are not in the right in this book which is a weird standpoint to be at when you think of the Star Wars universe you you always want to bat back the Jedi but like they're not the good guys here. No, and very obviously not. It was, it was, you know, early on in the book where everything any Jedi said, I would like feel myself getting mad, which is phenomenal writing. Like, to be honest with you, like, that's great. Because I, I am predisposed to not love everything the Jedi do, you know? Um, my two favorite Star Wars characters are not Jedi, and therefore, like... I kind of, I'm like, I don't really care about what y'all are doing, but have I ever actually been like, shut up, (laughs) shut up, just shut up. Uh, No, I've never had that reaction. Um, But that's, I mean, I was so mad for her. That's really the, the root of all of it, right? Like all she wanted was support and over and over and over again, they gave her like the Jedi code. And I was like, this is infuriating, like absolutely frustrating. And um, it's obvious early on that they're wrong. And she points out very early on that they're supposed to be peacekeepers. And what the heck is this? You know, which is something we've all said for a while. Like it's not it's it's not a new idea, I think, for Star Wars fans that like this was weird and clearly a sign that the Jedi were losing their way. But wow, like she voiced it early and she was smart and it was just, yeah, Dawson does a very good job of turning you against the Jedi very quickly. And I think even if you love the Jedi and you're all about it, you're going to feel a way <laughs> reading this book because it's, it's so obvious. It's so apparent. It is. And it's, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, you see this person being broken into bits, you know inside out and it's not i it's not purposely anti-jedi 
it's more of like like it doesn't feel like she goes out of her way to be like the Jedi sucks. We should hate the Jedi no. Order, but it puts you in this character's shoes of her perspective. Like the entire book's from her perspective, and it, her from her perspective, the Jedi are wrong. <laughs> like, the... <laughs> yeah, I can imagine like getting like having this, you know, this book given to you, and and if you have if instructions are given, it's like okay, you have to defend the fact that the Jedi do suck, you know, like, how are you going to write that? How are you going to get across? You have to still talk about their general goals and the reason they're around and the force and all this, but you also have to get across that they did some things that were indefensible despite being on the supposed light side of the force. So here's your assignment and boy, did she nail it, you know? So yeah. Because it makes you think about everything. It's kind of like a, a turning of the lens, a little different. You see things a little bit differently through it. I found one of the things that they did kind of indefensible. Mm. Because I don't see a reason why they would do it. It makes sense that they did it, but I don't see why. And that's to hide her background. Right. Like, what is the point... Like like I said, I, I can see I can see them doing it. But I don't mm-hmm. understand why they would do it because there is no point to her not knowing her not knowing her species. Like, yes, I don't I understand like but you got at least two Jedi there who know where she's from. Yeah, I think Yeah. That that's hard because like you have to think well, are they already thinking from they're already thinking from go that if she falls one day it will reveal that where she's from to her enemies and they'll come after them. But I don't think they were thinking that way based on the text, you know, not till much later anyway. So yeah. In the sense of like what, I don't know. I think it just goes back to maybe they just really didn't want her to connect the dots of what happened to her mother. And they were afraid that if we took, if they told her anything, she would connect those dots. She would figure it out. And that's the only reason that makes any sense for what they did and still is indefensible to be honest because she has right to know what happened to her mother and make life decisions based on that rather than being kept in the dark which could have led her down the same path you know or not but you know in this case that didn't happen but yeah well that's a when she's in the jedi order jocasta knew who is a well-known curmudgeon um it tells her, it's like, stop looking for your past. It doesn't matter. Your family is the Jedi Order. At which point, like, she is of a species that nobody knows anything about. Mm. Damn right she should know. Like, it's just medical. Like, literally, like, like, I know. Like, she's got two uh, hearts and they didn't know that, right? Yeah, so- like, adopted kids try to find their birth parents sometimes just for medical background so they kind of know what like is in store for them like nobody like literally this is a life or death that she needs to know her physiology and that Mm -hmm. nobody can tell her anything and they're like ah don't worry jedi orders your family like that's how it works (laughs) yeah it that was deeply upsetting i i do see it as one of those things where you're like 
well, she knows this piece of info, like behind the curtain, right? Well, she knows this piece of information. It makes it really, really easier for her to find all these other things. So we need the Jedi to just be like, nope, you can't know anything. But yeah, from their perspective, it has to be that they think the dominoes are just gonna right. fall and she's, you know. But then they basically, without her knowing anything about her disposition about her experience, because I do think there's a parallel here with obviously health. And I think you're right, but I think with mental health as well. And, you know, if her mother died by suicide because of, you know, yes, situational things, but I think also maybe mental health reasons, she could find herself in a very similar position without knowing how to talk about these things, without knowing what's happening to her and why she's feeling a certain way or why she's responding to things in a certain way. Because health is health, right? And I think knowing family history on some things like is so deeply important. So I think there's a parallel there because they really set her up to go the exact same way her mom did, both in the path of the Jedi and perhaps mental health wise as well i think there's a lot there that them trying to keep themselves safe put her at risk in multiple ways and um that 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 seems pretty on brand for them unfortunately yeah Yeah, it's like they closed all the doors to all the answers for her but they left the door to the sith wide open Mm -hmm. by so doing Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, right there it is. Walk right through the dark side because we've closed everything else off that could ever make you feel belong, like the, that you belong and that this is what you're going through is normal for your species, for your family, for whatever. You, no, we don't want you to know that. So go just walk right through. <laughs> but they, it's a roll. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it's not even like you kind of think like mental health, you need help a lot of times um, right. or you yeah, should have help and what they're doing to her is literally telling her to knock it off and ignore it right yeah over and over and over again it's almost like they, they're like oh you know this is a phase or something they don't come right out and say it but that's implied it's a, it's a it phase is. <laughs> yeah you can meditate your way out of this it's like literally babes, no. that's what they said. <laughs> I mean, go go sit, you know, with the flowers and the kiddos. Yeah. Do they we were literally like, go sit in the corner with the kids and think about what you did for, for two, two years. years. Yeah. See, Are she, you kidding? And she didn't do anything wrong on that mission. So let's talk about that mission. So her first mission after Geonosis. Um, she is climbing a wall with, um, a jerk. Yeah. I was trying to think of a better word, but yeah, basically a jerk that something I don't need to bleep. Um, he's, uh, basically talking down to her the whole time. It's like, I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'll help you become, uh, the Jedi you're supposed to be or some, some garbage like that. Meanwhile, she's already a knight at this point. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, watch out for the slugs on the wall. It's like, what are you talking about? At which point he stabs a slug, loses his grip, grabs a bird hole, gets bitten by a bird or something and falls to his death. At which point everyone's going, Jedi don't fall to their death. 
and and then so she takes over the takes over the mission essentially and ends up doing what she was told to blow up blow up the thing and they got mad at her like that wasn't in the that wasn't in the guidelines that um jerk face had it's like right but that's a you problem that you didn't mm-hmm. disseminate that information out but it's a constantly running theme that they don't give her information that would help their missions like she's always asking a little okay well where is it what's the situation where they're like oh you know fairy dust we'll figure it out with the force which is bullcrap you know like it's gotta be tactical and i have to think that obi-wan wouldn't have been okay with that obi-wan would have wanted to have known the facts and where to go because that's just how he's he's more analytical and so i just kind of re- that really made me mad because i was like come on you know it's almost there's like this misogyny going on with her to be quite frank you know like mm-hmm. uh, and then the i fact, felt that you know, as like well accomplishments are just no you don't no we don't celebrate that and yet you know they're lording stuff over her being completely hypocritical Ooh, yeah because she's underprepared and over punished over and over and over again it's bullying you know basically but yeah and then her male counterparts who end up taking credit when she does succeed or the other um what's her name the woman at the end the she's pink and she was like in that group with her she ends up killing in the most charlin 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 i literally opened the book to that page yo One of the most satisfying, like upsettingly satisfying deaths. Yeah. But like she is like the example of like she does everything right. She does everything by the book. She doesn't cause any issues. So she's lauded. She's like, right. oh, what a phenomenal little Jedi she is. How mean great. Girls. She's but mean girls. Definitely. She's definitely a Regina George Last moment. Last day. Yes. 100%. She's a Heather, yo. Let's take it back. Oh, yes. Oh, even that further. is well. <laughs> That as well. Anyway, yeah. What a film. Um, but yes, yeah, it seems like over and over again, Iscat makes these mistakes that are easy, quote unquote, mistakes. I'm like, I, easy... I, you're, you're, it, it, we're going to call them mistakes because that's what they're yeah. calling them. Doesn't mean that that's what Correct. they are. Right. I would say the pillar, the pillar was a was an issue, like a mistake. It, it, the pillar was blown an out of proportion. It was right. an accident. And, uh, yes. Okay. Better word. That that was an accident, and then she does these things where she's constantly blamed, underprepared, overpunished, and it just feels like there is a tone of misogyny there. Like absolutely, it's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, everyone she answers to, for the most part, is male, and they just like don't listen to her at all, except uh, our friend. Hizo, who I guess we'll talk about in a minute. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you have to question his motives because uh, obviously. Yeah. It didn't take I, me I long to pick up 10 miles away. Right. That's what I'm exactly. like. I, I'm like, exactly. I, it didn't is take he, long. Is it blatantly obvious or am I just really smart? <laughs> I always wonder that on these books. I'm like, I, I saw that one. Am I really smart or did everyone get this? Yeah. I think it was like the second time they met when I was like, how's he there again? I know. Occam's razor here. <laughs> the simplest answer is probably the correct one. 
Mm-hmm. And then there was a, she said something about hiding who you are in plain sight. And she, he was like, he chuckles. He's like, I know a little something about that. And I was like, hello? Right. <laughs> like, I like his um, goading towards the, are you going to, are you going to stand for that? Are you are, yeah. like, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. If it were mm-hmm. me, no. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Don't look at me. It's not really me. A simple droid mechanic. Um, I wouldn't know anything about this. (laughs) I will say, when she just ran him through with a saber, I was like, "Well, we were gonna have a conversation, but all right, (laughs) like that's that's fine." And like that's that's another thing that Dawson does really well is every single time Iscat killed anyone, I was like, "And good for her." Like, it felt like the end of Midsummer again, where I was like, <laughs> like, objectively, I'm like, ooh, this has gone very wrong. But, like, in the moment, I'm like, great. I love to see it, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm on her side. And um, I'm, I'm trying to that's think interesting. of- That's interesting. Is there a death th- that she caused that was not- satisfying or justified like the like everyone who like she killed even in the the epilogue she didn't kill anybody in the epilogue um uh-uh. it's because it was just the the two jedi who were giant pains in the ass uh-huh. um the, the quote quote bounty hunter that one made me laugh <laughs> i laughed so hard it's like, what a delight join me no <laughs> <laughs> so quick she said nothing to him it was great there was that middle jedi like in the the other jedi who was captured in that facility that i was like i don't know who that is but i also don't really care I like that wasn't overly satisfying but i also was like and what like i just did not care yeah at that but, point she was a lawnmower yeah 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 I, I like like, um, what's his name? Tuan, tu, Tulawan, Tuwalan. That's it. Um, he was an interesting character throughout the book too. Uh, had me guessing a couple of times. I yeah. do appreciate a lot. I didn't catch it. It took me a while to catch it in the audio version that the narrator gave him a French accent. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was funny. Yeah, um, I like that. Um. He's he's so complex for me. Like there are so many times where I just wanted to smack him. Like the tell like, like, though. He, I was so conflicted because the chemistry was so good. Poppin'. Like yeah. so yeah, they had things for each other. I actually felt like the when he filed his teeth, I was like, okay, he's gonna go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know. It's not Fufu Land. He's not going to be the Mr. Straight Lace Jedi. Yeah. God, that was the hardcore. So, and so yeah. when they, it, when he was brought back at, in the Inquisitorius, that things got interesting, I think, for mm-hmm. him and it, for the Inquisitorius as a whole, because then you started to question, because he was basically mind, not really mind wiped, but s- s- altered in some variety. And you kind of yeah. go like, who in there right. is themselves mm-hmm. and who's not? Yeah, true. Yeah. It made them yeah. more interesting through him, I thought. 
for that I reason agree. alone, he's a great character because now you're like, well, gosh, what's going on with these guys? And, yeah, it's interesting. It it makes their relationship very complex. Mm-hmm. Because if he's some in some way mentally altered, you know, like he's clearly gone through a trauma. Like, my goodness. That he seems to cope with better, seemingly as time goes on, question mark. But in the very beginning, when she first sees that he's, you know an inquisitor that he's he's wearing the uniform like he is unwell you know like very obviously unwell but like i kind of i could have dealt with an entire romance novel just between like that bit and like the end and just like the intricacies of that relationship and like him healing a little bit maybe because i have questions about the efficacy of their situation if he's very obviously very unwell i don't know there's a lot of questions i have for those that bit and there's a lot of blanks to be filled in um but it's fascinating it was endlessly fascinating and i can't say it wasn't satisfying as hell to know that she finally like got something she wanted you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that, woo, he had a couple lines where I was like, all right, okay, sir. Like, we'll see how, how about the seduction or some, some, something oh, yeah. like that, where I was just like, excuse you? <laughs> I'm like, just reading this, like, is this a Star Wars book? What's I, happening? Star Wars <laughs> dark. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I love to see that. After dark side. Um, dark side that was good i was like all right yeah that was cool because there didn't seem to there was a lot of tension but like not obvious reciprocity until the end and then she turned it on to 11 like dawson was like here you go and i was like wow that was effective in like two chapters well done okay i'm on board jedi order's dead the kid gloves are off (laughs) hey and thank goodness um I did. I do want to say I didn't see the the Order sixty six turn coming when it did. Like I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Again, it caught us off guard. Mm-hmm. That was a very rapid deterioration. The she she does it very well. I like books that take place during the movies, so you can place it in the movie, but doesn't right. really. You don't see the movie. And I, I like I hate it. I hate retellings of the movie and stuff. And this is like she does it with both um, Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of the Sith and or- with Order 66 is that she like all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we got to go um, rescue Skywalker and Kenobi got themselves stuck in some jam um, in Attack of the Clones. And so you get like you're there, but you're not there. And so. Yeah. Um, I, I thought she did that great. And then again, like the order 66, you're right. It was like blindsided, like, because you don't know where you are in the war. Um, three year long war, two years, she missed months here and there. You're not quite sure. All of a sudden it's like order 66. You're like, Oh, Oh, we're there. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And they mowed down that one, <laughs> the one girl. Like, oh, we're barely going to talk about her. Oh, and she's dead. <laughs> I guess that, was that upsetting. explains why. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's very. it was very well done. For the amount of times we have seen Order 66, for the amount of times we have seen scenes like that, for the uh, as much as we know it's coming it's yeah. impressive when you can take me by surprise with order 66 because we know it's happening we we know yeah. um and once again a very uh prime example of no body no death with our our book boyfriend there um so yeah it's yeah i, I thought it was great i was like what a very interesting execution for lack of a better term, <laughs> of Order sixty six, <laughs> um, it was it was cool. I I dug it, and also just like related, but not the pacing of this book. I was just so impressed with it because it, it's so easy for a book that's about an Inquisitor to just be like, "Here's a prologue, here's some stuff, Inquisitor time." Like it's so easy to do that, but this, this mm, I was so pleased with how little she is an Inquisitor in this book and um how well they kind of set that journey up because you you understand fully why with all the things that she's seen and you know even with those time markers it, it's difficult it's difficult to pace out a book that's that long in terms of timeline mm-hmm. but man yeah it's well done i I could have done without the epilogue if I like to be honest, like I, I would have preferred her end at the end of the book, giving us perhaps a sequel to this at some point, because we can still get a sequel because there is like literally like I think they said like several years, um, mm-hmm. probably about th- three years, I think, timeline wise. And so it's one of those like we can get another book in there, but we already have her death in this book. And so you kind of lose, you lose that for the next book. But I think I, I, I would have preferred if she just cut it off because how many people would have known about that epilogue section without, if, if you didn't have the internet, not many. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, I wouldn't have realized it. And I've read the comics. It's tough, right? Because on one level, I agree. I, like I just said, I kind of want an entire book just yeah. about those those years. But at the same time, like, it felt right that she died at the end of the story. Like, it just felt like a, to me, like a full demise, if you will. Like, that was a, a beautiful telling of her life. And um, I do love a tragedy, you know, I like the tragedy of Darth yeah. Plagueis the Wise. The Romeo and Juliet stuff going on there. Definitely. Definitely. And I feel like we don't get a lot of that in this franchise. A little bit, but not a lot of just like, yep, full tragedy. Here you go. Right. Um, And I don't want to be greedy about it and be like, give me another one. But I, there's definitely room to go back and write another book about her. But I think that I I was fine with it ending the way it did i get i see your point and i totally see it like i understand it but i just i didn't have the same feeling you know i think i want to bring up one 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 point that uh 
we skipped over is her knighting ceremony. Mm. And also, this is the first time we get Anakin's knighting ceremony in anything. Um, it's always skipped over. We talked about in Brotherhood, it takes place immediately after, and she calls out Brotherhood um, yeah. in the story. She she made a um, a comment. Uh, someone made a comment about a bombing on uh, Cato Nomodia. I'm like, oh, that's Brotherhood, uh, which takes place mm-hmm. immediately after this. Obi Wan kind of runs away, um, and um, in the the third uh, the right. third Padme book, were you going to say read, something? I haven't read. No, I was just pointing out I have Brotherhood right there. Oh yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I love Brotherhood. Um, the third Padme book, uh, Queen's. Hope, I think. Yeah, like she kind of she jumps over Anakin's knighting ceremony, so she has parts before it and after. But this is the first time we see it, and it is the most lackluster ceremony you can imagine. (laughs) Anakin was seething. He was like, "This is boring." Yeah, it like it makes sense why it's been skipped. Like it was a really good like we don't need to talk about this. Like, this is so anticlimactic. So she kind of, like, (laughs) gave you reasons why everybody else was like, let's just not even bother with this by being like, yeah, it's lame. It's lame. It just is a lame. Like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Well, it's like you have a book about Padme where Anakin is a pretty major character in her life. mm -hmm. Not in there. A book about brotherhood, which is literally about Anakin and Obi-Wan. Not in there. A book about an Inquisitor, which Anakin is in for like two pages. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to show you his knighting ceremony yeah. from somebody else's perspective. <laughs> I'd argue that he's a pretty damn important character later on, isn't he? Um, well, that's when Anakin died. Yeah, you're right. He totally did. I really appreciated that Anakin was mentioned ever and like kind of planted in the beginning of the book and they never figure it out right which yeah. is so realistic that she's never like oh that's totally Anakin Skywalker right. never no. that was notable realistic mm-hmm. and I, I liked that a lot um, also we got an Ahsoka mention a little, a little crumb love it I'll take it, um, it that was an interesting and- one because it sounded like Ahsoka was like Hey, I'd really love to help you. I totally would, but man, I've got to go. But she was nice about it. Yeah. Which so, is so Ahsoka. Yeah. So Scott didn't have any hard feelings toward her, which I thought was interesting. So Yeah, definitely. Um and I also clocked, I'm sure everyone not everyone did, but most people clocked the Doc Ondar um yes. reference. I was just like, ooh, any any time Batu's mentioned. I get, I get like little, like I get so excited, and that was the other book that I had mentioned when we talked about our top five Star Wars books. Black Spire. This Black Spire also a Delilah Dawson joint. So she's like, hey, you know my other books over here, and that's what we call branding. Um, but <laughs> I appreciated that. So, um, a couple really nice, like interesting callouts that weren't so heavy handed, but also like, oh, cool. And then we move on, you know. Um, but yeah, the knighting ceremony was fascinating. Just so interesting for me. I think 
the Anakin Obi Wan in the knighting ceremony was probably the most obvious. You know these characters. Here they are. Mm-hmm. But it fit. It made sense that she like if if she's going to be a Padawan before. Uh, during Attack of the Clones, same Anakin is also a Padawan. We know Anakin gets knighted very quickly after Attack of the Clones. Makes sense if you want her to progress to a Jedi Knight, that they would, and they're going to do the knighting like this. It makes sense that they would be in the ceremony together. And obviously, Obi Wan's going to be there because Anakin. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it all her references were smooth. They made sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I I I liked that. I like it. I like it when it fits into the story well. Yeah. Yes. Same. So, I believe I've hit most of my 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 notes. My 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 thoughts. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you guys wanted to bring up? I like that it made us stop and think about failings of the Jedi Order from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. As we talked about on this episode, it definitely, like, it did a good job. Like, she's a phenomenal author. I think of all her books, um, so I didn't mention them, what they were. I, I pulled them up here. Uh, Phasma was her her first mm-hmm. one. Uh, Black Spire. Um, she wrote the Skywalker Saga, which is more of like, a, I believe, a kid's book retelling of the main trilogy. And then this one um, are all her main um uh, full novel length books. Um, she also had a lot of short stories, but I think this is my favorite of her writing easily. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And Black Spire made it into my top five Star Wars books, so you know what that means. <laughs> um, there's either, yeah, either something's getting bumped. I don't know. I'd have to look at my top five again, but this is this is probably in in the top five now. Like it, it I love this book. Um, I do also want to mention her home planet and how much I loved it and yeah. how cool I thought they were. <laughs> yeah, and, they were really cool. And that was tragic, too, because, you know, she felt finally that sense of belonging and knowing that it put them all at risk. And she had to she had her. So that's when she was kind of ultimately a Jedi is when she removed that attachment. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. like, OK, and, I have to step back and protect them, you know. Yeah, it's she she does a lot of selfless things in terms of like sacrificing her own personal happiness. But that, I think, was the thing that she was like, I have to protect these people I just met because they show her affection and empathy and love. And she's been missing every like, yeah, it's water in a desert, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely. I and also a matriarchy. Yeah. A matriarchy when she's been living with an yeah. underto- undertone, undertone or overtone tone of misogyny, yeah. and it's a matriarchy, and it shows her love and compassion. And I just there's a lot there that I could talk about for a while, I, but I'll just leave it at that. It <laughs> um, is a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure I'm, is. I'm glad, but I'm surprised that they were not killed. Yeah, because you had the Grand Inquisitor knew exactly where she was going, so it wasn't a secret. And you had that droid, right? Who was, yeah, he was clearly um, not on her team. And so um, I'm glad. 
I would assume since it didn't make it to the book that they weren't killed. Yeah. I think they're fine. Yeah. I think it would have been. Also, they're the stuck book. there. Yeah. They're they're of galactically speaking, and speaking from the view of the Empire and or the Republic, they're of little to no consequence. So it's not worth it. It's not a strategic it would be more just like, oh, because we can, we will kill you. But there's no strategic need to do it. Mm-hmm. Still well, at all, you know, the risk is there for her and she's motivated by that risk. So, well, The other Inquisitors yeah. would do it just out of spite. Yeah, because they're, they're jerks that way, you know. They are. And crazy, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was glad that didn't happen on screen, so to speak. And we assume off. So, and throughout the book... Like I mentioned before, we're, we're, we, we start, we're peppered with a lot of mysteries and we get answers to all those mysteries. And I think the, the final one is um, uh, her mother, who right. we didn't know was her mother at the beginning, um, kind of took a good guess at who this person was probably. Right. And eventually, yes, it, it was her mother. And we do, we do get a, um, a conclusion to that mystery. And it was one of those, like, you can kind of see where this is going after you got the forward. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want it to go there. It's like, like, I know where this is going, but I don't want it. I don't want it there. Yeah. It's so upsetting. But it's, I guess that's the, the signs of a good writer is, uh, can get, can give you what you're expecting and you don't want like what you're expecting. And it still comes out, comes out good or not good, but well-written, I guess, would be the better. Yeah. <laughs> and especially just in a book where that as well, yes, but it's it's called Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. You know where we're going. Right. You know, like, we know where she ends up. It's not a spoiler. Yeah. No. And it's still like, yeah. what, a, what a brilliant read when you know yeah. the ending. And it's still like, endlessly fascinating as to how how do we get there though and what does that look like and and Journey you know slide to the dark side not from anakin's perspective mm-hmm. exactly yeah you know what i would want i want um delilah to give us a, a same premise rise of a rise of an inquisitor but for the grand inquisitor oh oh i'd like that as well yeah that would be pretty fascinating because here you got yeah. a guy who probably wasn't mind wiped. Doesn't seem like he is at all. No, definitely doesn't seem like. And he was a temple no. guard, but he's like, you wouldn't think of temple guard being this powerful. And he is like way more powerful than any of the other inquisitors. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and be- I just put together that we kind of get a reference, not to him directly, but to the temple guard with the yellow lightsaber. Yes. yes. Like very early on, it's like this little nugget anyway that was just a rogue thought in my head so any other thoughts good stuff read it all right so i think normally what we do at the end is kind of give our 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 rating of the book um so jindaya how would you what would what would be your rating five out of five yep it was great extremely well written Audiobook extremely well narrated. If you have the time to listen to it, please do. It's great. The performance is great. The effects are wonderful and masterfully done. So, but you couldn't do it without Dawson's words. So, yeah, it's 
powerful stuff. Difficult, powerful, makes you take a journey, you know, in your own mind. So highly recommended. So Nicole? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that it's an absolutely brilliant story. Agree five out of five. Um, like I said, I downloaded the audiobook through my library, so I didn't put money out for that, but I did that. Then bought the ebook, and now I'm going to buy a hard copy. So as someone who is currently not working and is doing all of that, that should tell you I have to be careful about where my money goes, and it's going to this book twice. Um, it's excellent. It really is excellent. It was such a journey. I think I said I, I read it in three sittings, and as someone with ADHD, that is an accomplishment if you got me sitting there for that long and gulping down a book in three sittings well done um and i think it's a brilliant story that ties into the main like tales of star wars while also being something totally different that i'm not getting i'm not getting this story from the rest of star wars um not exactly obviously we have parallels to vader but it's something else um and also just like incredibly well handled and responsibly handled take on mental health as well so um very respectful and trauma it's very respectful yeah Yeah. and um also uh, if you you know a little dash of religious trauma in there as well if that's something you're interested in you got that too so (laughs) if you want Um, some of that we got some of that if you're interested in tales (laughs) like that if that speaks to you in any way there's that as well so I've mentioned this before in the show. My my review my rating scale. I always start at a seven. Um, goes up or down from there. To kind of like a p- passing in school is a C. Um, if it's um, inoffensive, doesn't doesn't piss me off. It doesn't please me. And just kind of you get to the end of the book and you're like, ah, I'm at the end of the book. Um, I'll give it a seven. Um, this one, I I I, I almost. I think I've maybe out of Star Wars books I've only given one ten, mm. but I think after especially after our discussion, I think this is a ten. Mm. I know, ten out of five. So I'm on the same scale as your guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, it was it, it it was it was so good. Like I I I didn't want to stop, um, but I kept falling asleep because uh, <laughs> I'm that's what I do at night. Um, but yeah, I wanted to uh, uh, mention I, I pulled up the narrator because she like like you said she was she was fantastic. Uh, Kristen, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. I'll, I'll give it a try. It's S I E H Sia, maybe. Um, but she was she was great. Uh, yeah. I I think um, <laughs> I I didn't like her Darth Vader, uh, but I think that was the only thing that like <laughs> I'm like oh. Um, please don't do that again. <laughs> There's really only one person on this planet that can do you know perfectly. Let's face it, nobody else. Yeah, it's just, it just is what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But it was, uh, yeah. I thought I thought she was fantastic. I lo- I loved listening to this book, and uh, yeah. you're right. It it's um, Delilah's words and her voice, and both of them like together. I really, really enjoyed the book. I so, hope it um, happens again, right? Let's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, that team. Mm-hmm. Yep, dynamic duo right there. One of the benefits of this book, too, 
is typically I like the longer series like the High Republic and those like you, where you get multiple books, but also like these one-off books are sometimes easier to jump into. Yes. Mm. You don't uh, need to have a point of reference per se. You just Exactly. And like to do something like this, you guys didn't need to read three other books in order to for all of us to be on the same page. Like, like we a bottle episode yeah. of TV. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that helps, but this one tied in with so many other things. That Lots of ev- yeah, yeah. Like even though we had a standalone book, not tied to anything else, it was tied to so much else <laughs> that it was, yeah. um, it, it was, was a good book. It was a fun read and it was still a rewarding, like tie in to everything. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, so do you want to give your contacts and everything on how people can follow you on the, the worldwide web? Who wants to go first? Are you wanting me to go first? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me bring up my link tree. So I make sure I get it, get it right. Because there's, there's a period in there that is like, why are you there? Okay. So honestly, the, the easiest way to follow me everywhere. I'm Jindia Gammon, but I also write as J. Diane Dodson, but you don't really need to know the latter. You can go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash J-E-N-D-I-A-G-A-M-M-O-N. So that's my link tree. We I will put that in the show notes too. Yeah, and I can add it in the chat so you can just copy that. Um, so, and it breaks it down got my website agent my substack please sign up for my substack because i'm talking about some really awesome stuff there i'm talking about books shows movies writing process publishing process art and i'm interviewing authors and artists each week to find out their creative rituals for their writing day and i've got some heavy hitters coming so you want to sign up for my substack trust me and then i've got my books listed out the current and what's coming and all my social medias, of which there are a sur- absurd number now, because that's <laughs> how life is. I'm very active on threads and blue sky and Instagram and what used to be Twitter, but is now X and a little bit less so on the others. But so it's all there in the link tree. Sign up for the Substack. Uh, take a look at my books. I have Shadow Galaxies out. Rhapsody of the Spheres Anthology just came out with a space opera story I wrote in it. Opal World Frolic. Uh, Tales from Stolke's Hall is my first media tie in book. I've got designs on other properties. Um, And that is a Thrones of Bones anthology. It's a fantasy RPG. And I have a high fantasy story. The Inn at the Amethyst Lantern comes out in October. And that is my futuristic lunar punk sci-fi fantasy young adult debut. It is amazing. You got to read it. And then Enter Zone this week. Copper. My robot story just came out in Enter Zone. I've got it all in Questrosan Saga is my own space opera series. It's all happening. Sign up on the link tree and come find me because I like to talk shop. I like to talk about nerdy stuff for all the properties. But I did start with Star Wars. And that's, of course, something I always want to talk about. So thanks for having me on the show. I will have to second um, following your socials because you will drop like fascinating tidbits of knowledge um, all all the time. And I, well, like, not even like trivia, just like writing tips and like 
like tips on other stuff and it's like absolutely fantastic I, and I, I um i love it and so I, I love um getting all that through your socials so i, I highly recommend anyone yeah. to follow you um because it's 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 just fun thank you i'll third that thank you so yeah. much of course thanks so, again all right you can find us on x formerly known as twitter uh, i love how when anybody anybody any news organizations cannot mention just x <laughs> like either formerly known as twitter or just twitter <laughs> mm -hmm. i hate that i hate it all um you can find us there at talking tauntauns i'm on blue sky still trying to figure it out um that you can find me there as jazzinator and um elsewhere uh, you can find you can email us talking tauntauns at aiptcomics.com. You can join our Patreon through AIPT Comics and join us on Discord. You can leave us a five star review at all your favorite and non favorite podcasting platforms. And with that, um, I don't know what we got coming up, so uh, you'll find out what <laughs> we, we have to do. figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you both. laughs> we'll see you then.